But our new series is called One Anothering. One Anothering. Do you know that there's 59 times in the Bible where it says that we should love one another, serve one another, encourage one another. There's 59 of those, which means that it must be pretty important. And so this morning, the sermon is going to be a little bit different. The message is going to come in two parts. The first part is going to be on video from a, a pastor called Andy Stanley. He's going to introduce what this one anothering means. And then I'm going to come and speak for 15 minutes about um, encouraging one another. So look to the screens. We'll start with um, Andy Stanley and then I'll step up after that. So let's one another, one another. And uh, while we're not going to have faces and burkle, we are going to look at some of these things over the next few weeks. And for the next few minutes before we conclude today, just briefly I want to look at encouraging one another. And each week we're going to have a challenge at this around this so that we can really really encourage one another, one another, one another in a way that will have an impact and will get the world's attention. So there's a story told, a fable, about the devil. He was having a, a sale of tools, his tools that he used to be able to, you know, work in the world. And some of these tools were things like hatred and envy and jealousy and deceit and lying and pride. And so he had all his tools laid out, each marked with a price. But there was one that was set apart over the side. And it was an old, well-worn out looking tool and it was much more expensive than the other ones that were here. And this person who was there to, um, you know, look at, the, look at the purchases said, what, why is this tool separate and why is it so expensive? And the devil said, well, that one's discouragement. And uh, why is it priced so high? He, saw, he said, because to me that one's more useful than any of the others. Because if I can pry open a person's heart and get inside, I can shut them down. They're so discouraged, they'll do whatever I want. Now, it's only a fable, but isn't it true that discouragement can really get to the heart of a person and you know, destroy them? They can lose hope, they become ineffective. It absolutely chokes growth. And it brings progress to a standstill because you just feel like giving up when you're discouraged. And you know, as a gathering, it's the same for us. If we are discouraged, then we don't step out in faith. You know, when, we, you, know, when you hear sad news, we can think, what's the point of praying? And we can feel discouraged by that. But what we have to do is we have to get alongside one another and encourage one another with truth. We have to encourage one another in the faith. We have to encourage one another. Otherwise, we would give up and walk away because that's exactly what the devil wants us to do. He wants to separate us, keep us apart so that we become more and more discouraged and give up. That's why we're told to gather so we can encourage one another. There's several times it talks about in the New Testament. Let's look at a few. In 1 Thessalonians 5.11 it says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up. Another verse in Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 says, Encourage one another daily, daily, as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. In Hebrews 10.25 it says, Let us encourage one another. 
Don't give up meeting together. Don't give up gathering. Not just this meeting, but gathering together so that we can encourage one another. And when I'm talking about encouragement, I'm not talking about compliments. Complimenting someone. There's nothing wrong with complimenting. You know, oh, I love your haircut. That looks great. Or, uh, you know, they are great homemade biscuits that Kylie made for me this week. You know, that, those things are lovely and we shouldn't stop doing that. We should be grateful and we should be, you know, encouraging one another. But this, I'm talking here about Christian encouragement. And it comes from the word in the Bible, those words that we just looked through. The translation are parakaleo. Parakaleo. Kaleo means to call. Para alongside. What God calls us is to do is to come alongside each other. Encouragement, come alongside and speak words of life into the person that you come alongside. That's what encouragement means. It's not flattery. It's not just some moral cliches. It's much more than that. It's coming alongside to speak life into people. So when you're speaking to someone who's discouraged or feeling, you know, things are on top of them, you come and you speak to them the words of life that Jesus gave us that will encourage them, that will build them up. And we need to do it daily because the danger is that when we, when we get discouraged, you know, we have one word, but then we leave it and then before we know it, 24 hours are gone and we've, it's, discouragement seeps back in. And so we have to sort of keep encouraging Daily, so we can support one another. The Holy Spirit's name is Paraclete, which comes from this, and it means that He comes alongside of us. One of His translated names is the Helper. He helps us, the Comforter. He comes alongside us to help us. That's what the Holy Spirit does. That's what He wants us to do with one another. Because He knows that in our humanity, it's not our natural thing to do. We're often discouraging by the way that we focus on people's weaknesses, on their faults. We may um, criticise people, be quick, very quick to criticise or to tear down instead of building up. But God commanded us to encourage because he knows that we need it. Let me tell you how much he knows that. In the Gospel of John, Jesus said this, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, take heart, because I have overcome the world. We are going to have trouble in this world. We live in a broken world. It's, it's not perfect. He's telling us it's going to be that way. So take heart, I've overcome the world. So as we bring him into the situation, that can help us to rise up and overcome and that will bring encouragement. Sin steals our joy. Our bodies break down. Our plans fail. Our dreams sometimes die. Our resolves weaken. Our perspective becomes blurred but with encouragement, with grace-filled reminders, we can change someone's life. Because what we do when we encourage, we look for opportunities to see the best in a person, not the worst. Now in Acts, as we go on from where we've left off recently talking about you know, the church spreading like wildfire, then the story goes on to some missionary journeys and it talks about a man called Barnabas. Now the word, his name translated means son of encouragement. 
And I'm just going to refer to two parts of the story. The first thing he did was that he was the one that went out and encouraged the Gentile Christians. They were the people who were not Jews. The Jews didn't want to do that. But he went out and he saw it was really important to encourage these people and draw them in, to equip equip them and make them ready for the future. But probably the best example of Barnabas encouraging is in Acts 9, where he goes to Saul. Now Saul was the one who had killed Christians. He had executed them. He'd thrown them into jail. And no one, no one in the church wanted to get near Saul. Even although he had this blinding revelation from God to change his life to become a Christian, the church gathering, the people gathering as a church didn't want to go there. They were scared of him and they didn't want to minister to him. But Barnabas, Barnabas saw in him something. And so he went out. Look at Acts 9, 26 to 28. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. This is is Saul, who we know now as Paul. Saul came to Jerusalem. He tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. This is just the beginning of what Barnabas does with Paul. He takes him on a, on a missionary journey. And he trains him up and equips him to, to be a minister of the gospel because Barnabas was willing to see in Saul who became Paul what God saw him, what God saw in him. And that's what encouragement is. It's being willing to see in someone what God sees in them. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. But that's what encouragers do. They look for the promise in a person, for the potential. You may not be seeing it right now, but let's look past what we're seeing and see the potential in a person, the promise that is there. Look beyond to what could be rather than what is. There's one more time where Paul, uh, sorry, where Barnabas really acts as a son of encouragement. And there's a young man called John Mark and uh, he was, he, Paul took him on their first missionary journey. But along the way, John Mark quit. He left. He's only a young man and he went home. Now we don't exactly know why he quit or left, but when they were ready to go on the next missionary journey, Paul didn't want him to go. He said, no, he's not reliable. He let us down last time. I don't want to take him. And so Barnabas Barnabas could see in John Mark that there was something. There was something and he didn't want to miss that. So he said to Paul, well, you keep going and I'm going to go on a different missionary journey now and I'm going to take John Mark because I want to give him another chance. And so that's exactly what he did and, and that's exactly what encouragement does. This is, I'm talking about parakaleo encouragement, coming alongside, being willing to give someone a second chance. It doesn't hold people's failures against them. It's willing to extend a hand and help someone back up again and even again with a second chance. And as a result of Barnabas giving John Mark that opportunity, it paid huge dividends. He really learned how to minister the gospel and it would have been a missed opportunity if he hadn't done that. And you know, I think that This gathering, this place should be the place of second chances. Don't you? 
Don't you? Amen. This should be a place where people who are broken can come and find wholeness. This should be a place that opens our arms to shattered dreams and people who have failed, people who have made the wrong decision. We want people to come here into into our gathering, into our midst, who feel welcome and said, it's okay, you can do it again, you can do it over. And when they fail again, you can do it over again. We love you. We want to speak life into you. We want to encourage you and build you up. And this is what we are called to be, sons and daughters of encouragement. Now, it is easy to get discouraged. Even when you're serving God, I find times where discouragement can come over me and it's hard to keep pressing forward. But you know, in those times, God sends someone to speak a word, to send a text, to speak scripture into you, the word of God, life. Sometimes over the years, I've got lots of cards that have been words of encouragement and I keep them all. And sometimes I just go back and reread those because they're still words of life and they can still bring encouragement later because someone's taken the time and the thought, listen to God, and written or spoken a word of encouragement. And reading those again brings encouragement to me. You see, being an encourager is not a hard thing. One anothering one another is not hard. It just takes heart. And when we have the heart of Jesus, he one anothers me all the time. (laughs) But when we do that, we can change someone's life. We can change their day, definitely. And we can give them hope. And we can keep doing that. And so I'm saying, let's be a church that encourages one another, that builds each other up that gives the second chance and looks for, looks for who God is in you rather than, you know, maybe you're not at your best right now. That's okay. God can help you rise up out of that. He's faithful and true. And there's going to always be times, it doesn't matter. You know, this is what I love. I hope you're starting to figure out what this means. But you know what? It's not whether you've got a microphone. This is not, this is just part of, of what we do together. But it's about loving one another and caring for one another that makes all the difference. And you don't know how much difference it could make. It could be the very thing, the word that brings the change for today. And so here's the challenge as we come to inclusion. I invite the band back onto the stage. As we conclude this morning, here's the challenge. It says in God's word that we should encourage one another daily. And so I want you to look for an opportunity every day to speak encouragement, every day. might not be to the same person, or it might be, depending on what God puts on your heart. But be open. Like Brad, you know, that's why it was a perfect story for today. God just knew because, you see, he had his heart open and his mind open to Jesus. And so those people needed encouragement. And God organised for them to turn up at his door. And he could have just said, no, I don't have a dryer, sorry, you're at the wrong place, and they go. But when we're open-hearted and we're ready to listen to God, and we open ourselves to him, we hear him say to us, encourage them, encourage them. 
And so he says, can I encourage, can I pray for you? And sure enough, their hearts are breaking. They needed encouragement. They needed prayer. And God, Brad listened to God and spoke into their situation. That's what the church is, people. It's not this building. The church is us. That's, it's simple. We, don't, we mustn't overcomplicate. Let's just love one another. That's what being the church is. It's not about rules. I don't want rules. I want love. We want the love of Jesus that transforms our hearts. And when it does that and we love one another, it transforms other people's hearts. Hands up anyone who's really been loved by someone and it's made a difference to you. See, all of us, all of us need it. So let's be the church. Let's encourage one another out of a heart of Jesus that loves us so perfectly. And the world will notice, it will sit up and take notice. They'll say, I want that too.